Hello, and welcome to the podcast for Hope TBI, where you, as our audience, are embraced as hopesters. You can find us at www.hopetbi.com. This episode is called The Dirty Dozen, 12 Ways to Cope with Memory Loss. It can be frustrating if your life is being negatively impacted by your memory loss and someone, often a friend, provider, or relative, who doesn't truly understand your experience says, oh, I forget things too. You may hear some people say that everyone has memory loss, especially as we get older. To some extent, that is a true statement. We all have moments where we walk into a room and forget what we walked in there for, or forget where we laid the keys down at. However, here is where it differs. Memory loss as a result of a disease process, injury, or due to the use of certain medications is different than the memory loss we experience as part of the natural aging process and experience. Several conditions other than aging can cause significant memory loss. Some of these may be reversible with treatment. Some are permanent, even after treatment. Regardless of whether reversible or permanent, it is affecting your life in a negative way or robbing your quality of life. You may find some of the tips to be helpful in helping you manage the memory loss you or a loved one may be experiencing. Some examples of memory loss that are not included in the natural aging process are the following. Brain injuries, traumatic or acquired, such as blunt force trauma, accident, encephalopathy, falls, blood clots, stroke, transient ischemic attacks, aneurysms, medications, drugs, etc. The list goes on and on. A result of brain surgery. Now, all surgeries carry risk, especially surgeries involving the brain. Examples may include shunts, removal of diseased tissue or tumors, repairing bleeds, repairing puncture or crushed wounds, etc. Brain diseases, like a tumor or hydrocephalus, which is fluid in the brain, or other rare disorders, and even other diseases like Huntington's, muscular dystrophy, or Parkinson's disease. Infections of the brain, 
such as syphilis, HIV and AIDS, Lyme disease, and other viruses. Vitamin B1 or B12 deficiency. Good nutrition is imperative for brain health. Hypothyroidism, a common secondary condition that can be acquired after head injury and often undertreated or not diagnosed in a timely fashion. Some diagnoses of hypothyroidism can be hereditary, but if left untreated, can exacerbate symptoms no matter what the cause. Kidney or liver disorders. Dementia and Alzheimer's may be acquired secondary to brain injury, may be inherited, or from other unknown processes. Emotional disorders, including stress, anxiety, or depression, can cause forgetfulness, confusion, difficulty concentrating, and other problems that interrupt the ability to function in daily life. Alcoholism, smoking, or drug use. Sleep deprivation. The quantity and quality of sleep actually do affect our memory processing. This is why you hear a lot of talk around the importance of sleep hygiene. So let's get down to business. What are these 12 ways that we can manage our memory loss? Well, here are the 12 ways that may help you manage your memory loss in a more functional way. Help to maintain as much dignity and independence as possible. Are you ready? All right, let's go. Number one, make a memory board with important names and frequently used phone numbers. Hang it somewhere that's visible so you can see it and use it every day. Update the same day weekly or as schedules change. What we mean by that is if you choose Sunday, for example, to update your board for the week, make sure that you're updating your board every Sunday, which will help promote memory to do your board by having consistency and having it scheduled. Number two, create a life storybook, photo album, or something digital that is labeled to help identify who and what is important to remember. People, places, or experiences. Don't hesitate to get assistance from someone you trust, such as a family member or professional to do this. This can include pictures, question and answer format, or whatever works for your particular needs. This serves as a dual purpose as well, as it can also be used by professionals or caregivers 
to understand more about you as well. Number three, cognitive stimulation. This involves activities and exercises that not only stimulate your thinking, but your concentration, communication, and memory. Using brain exercise sites such as Lumosity, Constant Therapy, and Cognifit Brain Training can be helpful. And a lot of those sites are even available as an app on your phone. Playing strategy games like cards, checkers, chess, crossword puzzles, word finds, and regular puzzles. Coloring, drawing, or listening to different types of music. All of these enhance cognitive stimulation. Number four, utilize a reminder system. This may include a calendar, whiteboards, or a chart on the wall even. It could be color-coded as well. So for example, using a different color representing each person or a different color for each appointment on the schedule, a different color for each provider. Just make sure you use the same color each time you do the schedule representing that same person or that same item. Using a planner or a calendar app? Well, write down things right away, without exception. If you get a phone call or if you're told about an appointment, don't think to yourself, oh, I'll remember this later, or this is really important, so I'll remember it. Always write it down, without exception. Always keep the planner with you wherever you go. If you get a call about an appointment, write it down in the planner. If something changes in the schedule, write it down in the planner. Don't just trust your memory. Label cupboards and storage containers as a reminder of where things are kept. Label doors as a reminder of which room is which. Utilizing a reminder system can be enormously helpful in helping you manage short-term or long-term memory loss. Number five, lists are your friends and great reminders. No, if you have trouble writing, that's okay. You can use a voice recorder or a dictaphone to make lists. So no excuses. Consider making permanent signs, even having them laminated to remind you of things you need to do regularly. For example, Having a sign by the sink reminding you 
to wash your hands before cooking or before leaving the bathroom. Make a list for things you are running out of and leave it attached to the refrigerator door. This is a great way to make a grocery list you take to the store with you. That way you don't have to try and remember and you also don't end up forgetting once you're there. Make a list of what bills are due on what days and how much each bill is that is due, along with how it is paid. Is it paid in person? Is it paid online? Is it paid from an app? Is it paid by cash, by debit card, by credit card? Add all of those details to your list. Make a list of daily tasks that need accomplished. Make or have someone make a checklist to hang by the front door that includes what you need when you leave. For example, a purse or wallet, phone, phone charger, your planner, meds, bottle of keys, or excuse me, bottle of water, keys, sunglasses, earplugs, jacket, etc. Use the checklist every time before you walk out the door. Now this reduces chance of forgetting things, but you have to use it every time. This helps build memory. And this also helps you to be more independent. Use post-it and sticky notes. Now that's number six. Post-it and sticky notes. Now you can use them anywhere in your home or personal workspace to remind you to do specific tasks, such as a sticky on a library book that has to be returned by a certain date, or to start a load of laundry today. Now, once you've completed the task, it is very important to throw the post-it or sticky note away. This way, you won't accidentally redo what you already finished. You don't want to have to redo a laundry load four or five times because you didn't remember doing it the first few times before that. So remember to throw those sticky notes away once you've completed the task. Number seven, use a mobile smartphone, also known as a cell phone. Many mobile phones have a built-in voice recorder. Use this to record information that you need to remember or add items to your virtual calendar. You could also leave recorded notes, play it back later, or review those notes at the same time each day. Also, cell phones are great resources for text reminders, checking emails, and having access to a GPS, such as Google Maps, for example, to utilize to keep from getting lost. 
Use your phone to take pictures of your whiteboard schedule that week. So when you leave home, you can look at the picture even if you aren't at home to see it. Use an app to record incoming and outgoing phone calls. Do make sure though that you check your state or country laws first about recording these in your particular location. Number eight, medicine and pill reminder boxes. Now this will help you see whether you have taken your medications for that day. This helps to prevent taking your medications more than once. Some pillbox models have an AM PM slots or other times of the day. Some can be set to remind you when you take your pills with an alarm, a vibration, or a flashing light. Number nine, use an alarm clock, a watch with an alarm, or a kitchen timer to remind you when you need to leave the house for an appointment or when you have to check something cooking in the oven or on the stove. Write down why you have set the alarm so you know why it is going off. I cannot tell you the number of times that I have had an alarm going off and then sat there wondering, why is that alarm going off? Why did I set that? So notes are very helpful. Put by the alarm. So put the note by the alarm. Number 10, never leave the room when you are cooking. You may forget what you are doing and this increases risk of burning your food, burning up a pan, or causing a fire. Never leave the room when water is running in a sink or bathtub. You may forget about it and cause a flood. Number 11. Appointments and meetings. In advance, make a detailed list of what you want to say. Questions you have, agenda for the meeting, etc. Now, if you're going to a medical appointment, bring a pre-type list to leave with the provider of all other providers and specialists. Make sure this includes their addresses, phone numbers, or contact information all medications and their dosages. And remember to list any herbs or supplements that you're taking. And a list of your concerns and questions. Record the meetings or appointments to go back and listen to later and take notes from the recording. This can help you remember what instructions your provider gave you and what you discussed during your appointment. Number 12, don't procrastinate. Whenever possible, 
doing things when they're on your mind rather than later so you don't have to worry about forgetting them. Try. Try to utilize the same routine every day as much as possible. Routine and consistency reduces the chance of forgetting. Thank you for listening to our episode today. You can find us at www.hopetbi.com. Until next time, when we share more opportunities to offer.